You're listening to A Date with Data with your host, Amy Bitterman. Hey, it's Amy, and I'm so excited to be hosting A Date with Data. I'll be chatting with state and district special education staff who, just like you, are dealing with IDEA data every day. A Date with Data is brought to you by the IDEA Data Centre. Hello. On this episode of A Date with Data, I am joined by the directors of special education from two neighboring states. We have Leah Voorhees, who is the Assistant Superintendent of Student Support with the Utah State Board of Education, and Alyssa Trollinger, who is the Deputy Associate Superintendent for Exceptional Student Services with the Arizona Department of Education. And they will be reflecting on their state's IDEA data quality and really looking forward to hearing what each of you are focusing on and excited about, and maybe if there are similarities between kind of what you're doing, but also really curious about your unique journeys as well. So welcome to both of you. And Thank I'm you for here. having us. Yes. So can you each tell us a little bit about yourselves and Alyssa, if you want to start off? Sure. Thank you. I am in my eighth year as State Director of Special Education in Arizona. Uh, but this is my 18th year with the state in our special education department. And uh, it's been quite uh, an adventure in my role, but I feel like we are really privileged to do a lot of important work. Thanks. Looking forward to hearing more about your adventure. And Leah. Uh, I've been the state director for this uh, going on seven years. Um, prior to that, uh, I was the coordinator, which is like the assistant director mm-hmm. for another six. So it's been 13 years. And our we have a, a very robust team um, in Utah. And we have several important priorities and and data play a huge role in each of those priorities. And we're working on improving, um, meaningful, making inclusion more meaningful for students with disabilities and improving post-secondary outcomes and improving the number and the, so the preparation, the recruitment and retention mm-hmm. of both paraprofessionals and professionals in special education. And all of those initiatives require an enormous amount of data anal- analysis. Yes, I would imagine so. Okay, well, that was a little taste of some of your priorities. Um, Leah, do you want to talk a little bit more in detail about some of your IDEA data quality priorities in Utah? Sure. So for the past uh, decade, we have been having what we call data literacy deep dive conversations with our LEAs about all of the IDEA indicator SPP-APR indicator data. So we spend a week traveling around the state and meeting with leadership teams from all the districts and charter schools in Utah, which right Mm -hmm. now is about (laughs) 160-ish, looking at all of their their indicators and uh, asking them questions about their their data, about the quality, uh, and about what it actually means and what they might want to do about it. And then we generally uh, help them create program improvement plans. And as they've gotten better and better at that, they've asked more in-depth questions 
And um, the past two years, our special education advisory panel has also asked more in-depth questions because we mm -hmm. review the APRSPP data with them every year as mm -hmm. well. And they've asked specifically about the relationship between the amount of time students with disabilities spend in general education and their proficiency and their graduation and their dropout rates and the post-school outcomes. So one of our major data initiatives is um, we have an external statistician who is doing regression analyses for us, like just dumping in all of the data that we have about outcomes and about um, least restrictive environment and, and doing it by both LEA and by school. And then we are working with our school improvement team, which I also supervise the federal school improvement, but we also have a state school improvement team to, to compare their data with special education data. And we're working with schools across the state to specifically look at school improvement efforts for uh, schools that are identified for targeted support and improvement for students with disabilities. So that's a major initiative that we have going that wow. has come out of uh, as a result of LEAs and the Special Education Advisory Panel asking questions about our SPP APR data. That is very cool. And have you gotten results yet from the statistician and started to to use those data and analyses? We have. So I've been I've been meeting with the principals and special ed directors across our state who have. Um, both better than expected results, not average, but expected mm -hmm. results, and not quite as good as expected results. Um, I haven't been meeting with principals about that. I've been meeting with special ed directors, but I've been meeting with principals and leadership teams across our state talking about they're having them tell me their story. What is it that you are doing um, that you believe is contributing to your better than expected uh, results? And mm -hmm. it, it's so fun. And mm -hmm. and then um, we're reporting those. I'm aggregating the information about those stories and we're reporting them to all of the special ed directors in the state and anyone else who will listen. So Alyssa, what about you? What's what's happening in Arizona in terms of your, your data priorities? Well, I think that uh, Leah and Utah are a lot further along than we are, but I'm pretty proud of the progress that Arizona has made to um, structure our, our data systems and begin to build our data literacy culture. Uh, I'll kind of give an, a, a beginning so that it's more understandable about why we're in this space and, and why why we're kind of on an adventure. Um, in the 18 years that I've been here, uh, before I was the state director, we had 12 state directors, um, excuse me, five state directors in a 12-year period. And each of those state directors had varying degrees of understanding and experience and um, comfort with data. And I feel like when I started in this position and my leadership team started, we were really beginning from scratch to build our entire, really our entire system of general supervision, putting it back together. Some pieces had existed previously and been dismantled and some pieces didn't exist at all. And so we've spent really the first part of my time in this position, putting systems back together making sure that we have programmatic monitoring system that functions correctly, 
making sure that we are able to collect data accurately um, and with validity. And that's kind of a challenge in Arizona because we have almost 700 LEAs wow. and about two thirds of them are charter schools. Oh my gosh. Charter schools. Mm-hmm. Charter schools in Arizona stand as their own LEAs. And so they're each responsible for providing special education and, and related services, but also submitting their own data. And mm-hmm. so if you think about uh, our data collection system, not only did we need to have a structure that was built to collect all of that data from all of those differing uh, LEAs, but we also needed to ha- put up a system or put together a system where we could continually train on how to do this because we have a, a high turnover mm-hmm. in data staff at LEAs, particularly in charter schools. So uh, that's really what we've spent invested a lot of time in. Um, We've also worked really heavily in data governance in our state Mm -hmm. to make sure that the decisions that are made at the leadership level within the agency reflect um, accurate practices and that other parts of the agency understand special education data reporting requirements. I don't know, Leah, if if you experience this, but we often, I'm gonna say with regularity, have to explain to the rest of the agency that there aren't any do-overs in the IDEA. Our data has to be collected and submitted timely and accurately, and it to do other than that uh, in, incurs a penalty. And that's been something that the rest of our agency has really had to kind of get on board with. We need to all be on the same page. Our data terms need to be consistent. Our timelines need to be consistent. We all need to be working together to, to help support IDEA data collection. And you would I think that's what everybody's goal is, but it puts an extra level of urgency in when when we, we don't get any do-overs. Yeah, especially so, now with, with EdPass and modernization. Um, exactly. Really, yeah, the first time it's got to be, it's got to be perfect, pretty much. I think that, that Alyssa is being very humble because I've been the state director the whole time that she has. So we're good friends. Mm-hmm. And and the the amount of systems work that Alyssa has done, because we talk month at least monthly, the amount of systems work that Alyssa has done, it is is really amazing, especially when you really think about seven hundred right. LEAs. Yeah, and the vast major and the majority of them are single, single buildings. <laughs> Absolutely, yes. small LEAs. Yeah, yeah. And 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 I completely agree with Alyssa. I have been super frustrated with some of the 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 processes in our agency to submit data, um, EdFax data, mm-hmm. and the lack of understanding and sometimes it seems like the lack of caring but it isn't it's mm-hmm. a lack of understanding yes about the high stakes mm-hmm. of idea data i i two years in a row now i've had to sit the deputy superintendent down with the director of um, data and statistics and say look your staff did not do their jobs in an accurate and timely manner. And this is the consequence for my staff and for the mm-hmm. state. I don't think it had ever registered. The IDEA data can is really high stakes. And the difference between getting a determination of meets requirements and a determination of, of needs assistance is really upsetting to people. Yep. 
Yes. And, and, and my, my internal team didn't get that. And I even invited them. I sat down, made them come to a discussion with OSEP data people so that they could hear it from someone besides me. And, and Alyssa and I have talked about this a lot. So I know how many times she has done that as well. Absolutely. Um, that has been really helpful to have OSEP support in articulating mm -hmm. the rigid data reporting requirements um, to help the rest of our agency understand. And it's, it's funny when I reflect on it, years ago when I supported data submission, we were having the very same conversations that we have now mm -hmm. in terms of ensuring that all of the agencies on board uh, that were working on accuracy, but you know, it, it's, it's not only training our external stakeholders, but ensuring our internal stakeholders are on the same page. Agreed. So, I mean, in terms of our priorities, our priority, I think at this point in Arizona is to make sure that we are uh, not only increasing our data literacy, but using all of the data that we believe is accurate and valid at this point to make good decisions. And so uh, really we've been engaged in restructuring our priorities based on data, putting together data, or actually we have some data dashboards, but enhancing those data dashboards and getting information out to LEAs so that they can make timely uh, and meaningful decisions with that data and, and just really focusing our efforts on improving outcomes. It was really hard to get a grip on that when we didn't have confidence in our data. But now that we do and we have systems that are working well, uh, that's our, our challenge is, is to make sure that when our special education advisory panel or our parent stakeholders ask questions uh, that we are able to dig into the root cause and uh, and get some answers. Wow, great. Well, yeah, it sounds like for both of you feeling, you know, at this point, pretty, pretty good about the quality of your data. And that goal is always, you know, to get there and then be able to use it for improvement and decision making. And it sounds like you're well on your way. So that is very exciting. And also, you kind of touched already a bit on building that data culture within your state, whether that's within your special education department, but also really beyond and, and making sure that everyone throughout the SEA really understands the importance and what this all means and, and why having high quality data is so critical. Leah, do you want to say anything else about kind of how you've been building that, that data culture in your state? I think it, it has made a huge difference to for us to take the time to sit with uh, LEA special education leadership teams and talk through, uh, and we provide thought-provoking questions that they, you know, that they can ask, that we can ask them, that they can ask us mm -hmm. about their data, and and talk through, like Lissa was saying, their system for collecting and for verifying and for submitting uh, their data, because so so many LEAs have such different systems mm -hmm. and so not necessarily just you know uh, hearing from us will get them the information that they need to feel confident in their processes because they need it to be very lea specific mm -hmm. so going to sit with them or you know doing it online doing it virtually and and we make it we make it a point to let them know that we are willing to come to them. We don't, we don't make them come to us. They, we, they can meet with them us virtually or I'll send a team. That's, 
and, and hopefully that helps them understand how important it is. And I do think it's made a difference. I mean, we, I, we have some LEAs that are getting pretty savvy um, about their data now and, and can speak very confidently um, about their data. And like Lissa, we have over 120 charter schools. So we have more than two thirds of mm -hmm. our LEAs that are, are charter schools. And some okay. have multiple buildings, but most of them are one building charter schools. And there's an enormous amount of turnover. So even though we have, we have LEA leadership teams and special ed directors that are really savvy, we also constantly have new leadership teams and new directors that have no idea where the data comes from. They don't, I mean, they don't need to understand that they give it to us before we analyze yeah, it. Right. <laughs> so, so it, so we have really had to um, think critically and intentionally about having a tiered system mm -hmm. of supports for LEAs because we have, we have really savvy directors and we have brand new 22 year old right out of bachelor's degree program mm -hmm. uh, directors. But it sounds like you have a, a robust system in place um, to really support them and and realize, you know, that challenge of the turnover, but, you know, being prepared and having those resources and, and technical support in place, I'm sure, is really making a big difference. Yes. And <laughs> uh, and the system constantly has to be tweaked. Mm because every year we'll learn that there's a gap or that there's a great new question that we want to address. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and then the processes change too, like systems change, LEA's student information systems change mm -hmm. and our system changes and mm -hmm. OSEP changes mm -hmm. the calculations on us, yeah. yep. you know? So it's like, it, it's a good thing we believe in continuous improvement because it's not an option. <laughs> right, you don't have a choice. It's, it's mm -hmm. definitely never static. And I, I would agree uh, with Leah, I think, as I think about that question, mm -hmm. Uh, in Arizona, we have really solidified our data reporting internal structure so, so that now that we have built accurate systems internally, we can continue to maintain them. And that mm -hmm. has meant that we've expanded our internal staff to support data collection, to centralize data collection efforts, at least to push out data collection and building strategies out to different parts of exceptional student services in the agency. And now we centralize it with a data management team, a data operational team. Um, and we think that that will help us maintain our structures moving forward. Mm -hmm. We will also be working with the IDC to document all of our data collection procedures. So we're really excited to, to get moving on that work mm -hmm. and uh, put that documentation into place so that it will outlive us and our positions. I think we have established a data culture for a long time through our primarily through our programmatic monitoring system um, and that is not to say that all the data comes from monitoring but we have used our specialists who work within the programmatic monitoring system to be our kind of our data ambassadors we use a risk analysis tool that is really just a giant data dashboard um, that contains not only indicator data from the SPPAPR but also 
um, pieces of data from all of the data that we collect from LEAs. Um, and every year we are uh, updating that information and presenting it back to LEAs using the specialists who case manage those schools in our programmatic monitoring system. So our programmatic monitoring specialists, specialists are kind of jacks of all trades. They understand what each of the data pieces are, they report that back out and they talk about data quality, data trends. They're really, we're really trying to keep data literacy uh, and, and kind of from superficial to deep understanding on the, the, the tip of LEA special education leaders' tongues. And that ne doesn't necessarily get into the deep root cause analysis or trending, but it does at least help them be refreshed about what the data that they're submitting means. As, as Leah said, a lot of times they don't even realize that they're submitting the data. So this, is, uh, this helps to keep them fresh. And then it also means that when we do want to work with them on more meaningful root cause analysis work, that it's, it's not novel, they're not surprised. So I think that that has been a real key to our data culture in working with our LEAs, and uh, we'll we'll keep expanding on that as we continue to hone in our, our data priorities. So that um, data that you mentioned, it sounds like a really robust collection that you, yeah, could mm -hmm. do a lot more with, you know, even as districts get further along and and want to do more of that root cause analysis and, and go further. So Sure. Really I would say, uh, I, I mean, just as a just as a kind of step feature, the risk analysis mm -hmm. tool that we use is really designed initially to help make decisions about the type of monitoring that was going to be conducted mm -hmm. with an LEA. Um, really, how how at risk is their system of mm -hmm. uh, of special education? Are they going to be able to implement special education in the way in which the IDEA intends, mm -hmm. uh, so that students receive a FAPE? But we have built on that, and so that was kind of a step to get us to a broader data culture. To access podcast resources, submit questions related to today's episode, or if you have ideas for future topics, we'd love to hear from you. The links are in the episode content, or connect with us via the podcast page on the IDC website at ideadata.org.